Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Cut the Shit. A podcast that takes a closer look at the IT industry, both the good and the bad. My name is Cameron Plato. And I'm Brian Law. And I'm Brian Link. On today's episode, I'm excited to announce we have our very first non-plow guest on the podcast. Plow President Brian Law will join me today for a conversation with Tim Saylor. Tim currently serves as Vice President of Information Systems at Avert Express, a freight transportation and supply chain management company based in Cookville, Tennessee. Avert has over 143 locations and serves customers across the Southeast United States, Canada, Mexico, and the Caribbean. Full disclosure, Averett is a Plow client. Tim has been in his role at Averett for 10 years, making him the highest ranking IT executive at the company. So if you're thinking, man, he's been at this gig for a long time, you have no idea. In my mind, Tim is what you would call a unicorn in the corporate world today. What I mean by unicorn is Tim is about to celebrate his 30 year anniversary at Averett. Yep, 30 as in 3-0. And Tim isn't old. He started on the support desk right after college and has been there ever since, moving up the ranks to the leadership position he now holds. Besides being a stalwart Averett man, Tim is an outstanding technologist and businessman. And he's a hell of a nice guy to boot, as you'll soon find out. During this conversation, Brian and I cover a lot of ground with Tim. We'll get his views on how technology and his role have changed over the years, what challenges Averett struggles with on the technology front, and if we can, We'll get him to tell us what frustrates him about the broader IT industry. I hope you enjoy our conversation with Tim Saylor. Tim, thanks for joining us today on Cut the Shit. <laughs> You're quite welcome. <laughs> We're really excited to have you here. Um, I've got Brian Law here with me, uh, president of Plow, and he's going to join me, uh, mostly providing color commentary. We don't trust him enough to go uh, all the way with the interview. We never, we have just no idea where that would go. You shouldn't. So I'm going to avoid that. Um, <laughs> To kind of get us started, why don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit, give us a quick rundown on Averett, uh, your role there, and what the IT department looks like. Okay, well, Averett's a full-service transportation provider, and in, in saying that, we, we will do almost anything uh, when it comes to moving freight. Um, we we uh, don't, don't really get in the parcel uh, world, but uh, we will take uh, the shipments and skid them and, and, and move them. Um, and come up with uh, the, the solution that a customer needs. So full service being international, um, uh, across the country, cross-border, uh, expedited, brokerage, uh, truckload, dedicated, uh, anything that's, that's really needed by a customer. Um, in my role there, I am, um, I've, I've been vice president of information services uh, for over 10 years now, and uh, in that lead role for almost 20 um, uh, different titles, but in the lead role. And I started um, 30 years ago this year as a third shift uh, technical support operator on a prime mainframe. And I really hope that most people listening to this don't know what that is. There's only three people listening. And because it, uh, when I started there, Prime, we were running on this mainframe and Prime was already out of business. So uh, it was, we, as soon as I started, we were already looking for a new, new system. So. So the IT department, tell us a little bit about it, how many folks you've got and sort of how it's organized. We have uh, close to 75 um, Averett associates. And then we probably have uh, close to 30 uh, contract programmers. And 
we have um, we're sort of split right down the middle with uh, information technology and information services um, and the, the services side is mostly development we do uh, most of our development in-house and on the other side it's the technology it's the hardware and the software that runs on the hardware uh, operating systems uh, databases those those pieces and and give us a sense of Averett's size. I, I in you know I know we talked a little bit about how many locations earlier, um, but how many trucks? How many people are we talking about? What what's what's the scope of the operation? Well, Averett as a company is almost uh, 9,500 associates now. Um, we we have 85-ish uh, company locations, and then probably another 40 to 50 customer locations that we work out of, uh, and that's mainly in our dedicated division. Um, and we have um, roughly uh, 4,500 to 5,000 tractors and about 15,000 trailers at this point. Pretty good size operation. And you see them everywhere. You can't drive down the road and not see oh, them. No question. They're, no they're, question. And they're always clean. Yeah, you know, especially if you're in Tennessee, you know, we're Tennessee's carrier. Yeah, uh, have like to like to call ourselves that. We've we've you know, sort of owned Tennessee for a long time. Got so. it. Got it. Since um, since you started at Averett thirty years ago, Tim's a young man, so thirty years he started young. Just so just so our audience knows that. Um, this is kind of a generic question, but it I'd hopefully be a jumping off point for us. What, when you think about the industry, what trend or change has really surprised you the most over that time frame? Well, uh, technology in the tractor uh, has really surprised me uh, the, the most. It's, it's no different than what's in your high-end Mercedes uh, car, uh, SUV. And, and that's something that I think has surprised a lot of people in the industry. You know, the safety features are, are just amazing. They're the, they're the same thing. You know, the, it's the automatic braking. It's the adaptive cruise. It's the lane um, keep assist. It, it's all those pieces that come in your brand-new Mercedes, and it's there in our tractors. So that, that, is, that technology, uh, those pieces that, that, that go into uh, these tractors is, is really uh, come a long way. Uh, you know, fuel efficiency. Uh, the power, the ease of driving, uh, the automatic transmissions, um, it, it's, it's, like I said, come a long way, and it's really surprising. You know, we deal, deal with a lot of technology. We deal with local area, wide area, um, all, the, all the equipment that we have, routers, you know, the cybersecurity, everything uh, that, that's come a long way, but most people just would not realize what's going on in the cab of a truck. And, and in that sense, what what is that level of change so that's mostly i'll say at the manufacturer level right that's whoever builds the cabs right or builds the right. tractors right. how has that impacted the service what, what does that mean for your team and how have you seen or does it mean much for your team in terms of the work that you guys have to do sure we we have onboard computers we have our own onboard computers uh, we've been an omnitrax customer for a, a long time uh, you know our our network plugs into the tractor uh, we get we get the maintenance um, codes we get uh, any issue that's going on it comes through uh, our network to our systems uh, so our maintenance people know what's going on they can troubleshoot they can do a lot of different things we also get tons of data uh, from our customers um, 
you know, through our drivers at their locations. You know, we have tablets in the trucks. The, the drivers use those for all pickup and delivery. And we use them in our truckload and our dedicated. We have workflow. We have a lot of different technology that, that interacts with customers, interacts with the driver, interacts with the, the engine, the speeds, um, the idling, the, the over revs, the hard braking, all of those, those things we can see. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I can't remember. My, my grandfather was a truck driver, and the last time I was in the cab of a truck, I was probably 11. So It looked like uh, that, right? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> it's exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, exactly the same. You know, right. he had the standard transmission. Right. Uh, and I think the fanciest thing of technology in his car, besides the engine, or in his cab, was, was a CB radio. Right. So I'm, 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 I'm giving a little bit of indication right. of my age, um, but it's no, no doubt that things have changed. That's pretty interesting. Um, on the kind of on the flip side of that, what's what's something that hasn't changed that's kind of surprising to you? Paper paper delivery receipts. You know, we're still printing delivery receipts and handing them wow. to the customer and letting them <laughs> sign them. Now that is slowly going away with our new application on our tablets. Uh, we are we are eliminating as much of that as possible and have yeah. the signatures on the tablet, but. Printing those delivery receipts and still handing them to the customer is uh, one thing that hasn't changed a bit. Was that driven by you guys or yeah. by the customers? Well, we would have liked to have been out of the delivery receipt, paper delivery receipt, you know, a long time ago. Um, but there wasn't a real solid solution. And it, it, most carriers are still doing that, so most customers still expect it. So when they expect it, and they have their processes in place, it's hard to just eliminate it and say, we're not going to do that anymore. So it's a little sure. bit of both. Okay. Okay. That's it. I mean, I think for most of us in life, we're surprised that there's still as much paper that bounces around uh, as, as there is. And I know, you know, we usually joke and make fun of say it's lawyer's fault, but I don't know <laughs> that that's really true. I think there's maybe something psychological too, to handing a piece of paper to someone right. that we haven't necessarily shaken uh, as a species. So maybe I, there's something. To I think you're well. right. All right, well, let's, um, let's turn a little bit. We talked kind of Averett generically. Let's talk a little bit. Let's maybe get a little bit more personal. Um, over 30 years, I'm guessing there's been some highs and some lows. Um, on the high side, what's something that, you know, you've accomplished or, you know, you really feel like that went well during your tenure that you're, that you're pretty proud of? Well, there, there, there's, been, there's been a whole lot more highs than lows at, at Averett uh, for me and the company over the last 30 years. Um, you know, I mentioned the old prime um, mainframe. You know, one of the biggest things and one of the hardest things we did in in that day was the conversion to a, a network. Uh, you know, we <laughs> we had dumb terminals. We had these huge um, modems that you know. The, I think I've told told this a couple times that the fix to uh, a circuit going down or modem acting up was pick it up about two or three inches and dropping it <laughs> and it, it reset it and yeah. uh, you know Tier so one. so we went to we went to uh, an ethernet network um, you know 28 years ago and went to banyan vines and we had a, a, a billing system that a partner uh, developed that would bill to the prime and to the new as 400 software uh, at the same time, uh, you know, pretty state of the art at the time. So converting over to the our LTL package on the AS400 and our truckload package on the AS400 
was probably the, the largest project that the company has, has really had through the years. Um, but we've gone back and we've made things more efficient, you know, our dock applications, you know, our cross-dock applications. You know, we were one of the first carriers that, that scanned freight on, on and off the dock, and we knew where the freight was uh, at all times within our network. Uh, you know, we, that, that was a, a huge accomplishment for it. That, that made our, we were one of the first companies that put onboard computers or scanners, uh, handheld scanners in our dock associates' hands and or on the, the tow motors. So we had efficiencies uh, completely across our dock, you know, 18, 20 years ago when that was sort of unheard of. Uh, so we were able to have almost real-time tracing almost 20 years ago. Um, and then, of course, getting to the web, you know, putting all that data to the web uh, was, a, was, a, was a huge accomplishment. So those type things, as we've, as we've moved, have, have really been highs for Avert. We've, we've been first to market for a lot of those, those pieces. Um, you know, and, and really for the lows, they're... There really haven't been very many. I mean, it, it, yeah, we have issues and we have problems and we make wrong choices at, at times, but but our company always focuses on the future. We never look back. If you make a mistake, it's it's just it's just mo moving forward. Uh, what do you, what have you done to to fix that? What how, how are you going to keep it from happening again? And then it's not thought of again. So very few lows uh and better knock on some wood here but uh the tables wood so right there you go so you know we we have had a lot of success we have a lot of people in in our department that were part of that conversion 28 years ago and they're still there uh, so we have a good cohesive group uh, very solid leadership um looking for a lot more highs moving forward that's what blows me away too is, is the amount of time people have been in that organization you know until you go there and you see the hats on the wall for the tenure whether it's 20 years or it's 25 years or it's retired after 25 years i don't know what how many different ones of those there are but it's just these baseball hats on top of baseball hat on top of baseball hat and you mentioned you've been there for yeah. 30 years i mean the continuity you know when you instill the right i guess culture and beliefs the continuity that that prevails is awesome. Oh yeah, we, we've got over a thousand associates that have been at the company longer than 20 years. It's unbelievable. Um, so it's, and, and that's growing yeah. every, every day. It's cool. Yeah, that's super cool. I mean, that's- uh, Sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we gotta get to 20 years <laughs> first, Brian, but once we get there, then we'll, we'll see where we are. And, and to, to sort of speak to that, you know, we are 50 years old this year. Uh, you know, we've we've been in business 50 wow. years, and and we're still even in celebrating that 50 years. It, it's not looking back. Right. Uh, you know, our ownership uh, doesn't look back. It's about the next 50 years, uh, and that's been made extremely clear to our associates and our customers. You know, we're not concerned about the past 50 years. We yeah. don't rest on our laurels. It's it's what's going to happen in the next 50 years. Awesome. I mean, that, that, that segues nice into kind of the follow-up question of that. So always looking forward, sort of an Averitt mantra a bit. As you look forward, and we don't have to look too far in, into the future because technology changes rapidly, as we all know. But as you look forward two, three, five years, you know, and you think about the industry and sort of things that are happening, what excites you the most when you, when you think about that time frame as it relates to technology? Well, one of the, one of the big things that, that we're looking forward to is... 
uh, an application that we can have all of our divisions essentially on one system. Uh, right now we have four major divisions and that's our, uh, that's our dedicated, that's our LTL, and that's our truckload. And then we have a non-asset division that has multiple divisions in it, including international brokerage, uh, white glove, um, expedited, those type things. Uh, so it's really a, a non-asset group. So we have, we have three platforms that support those four divisions. And a truck's not a truck and a driver's not a driver. They're, they're different in each of those systems. And we're looking forward to migrating to a system that puts everything in one database where a shipment's a shipment, a driver's a driver, and a truck's a truck. Um, any division could be dispatched on the same system. Every The truck's in one database. So that's that's really what we're looking for, forward to. You know, also, are you building that, or are you going to? Is that something that you can get off the shelf and customize? No, uh, <laughs> neither. Uh, <laughs> we we are uh, we we won't be building it ourselves. We're going to partner um, with a with you know a group uh, that's yet to be determined at this point, and uh, th there's really is nothing on the shelf. There are a couple platforms that have all of those uh, those needs but it's still multiple systems uh, multiple databases but integrated extremely tightly uh, we would like uh, to have that one relational database uh, is that more for the data side or is it an operational efficiency or a little bit of both both okay both it, it, you know you can imagine uh, the inefficiencies that we have with with the systems being separate. Uh, with equipment, it's very difficult to share equipment between the divisions. It's, it's almost impossible to share drivers between divisions. Uh, so th that would help us put those people and the, that equipment in the same uh, dispatch system, if you would. I got gotcha. you, okay. Um, you know, when you think about your company and you've got a lot of people with a lot of tenure, it's also a trucking company, right? The, the, the heart of the company are not software developers or, or IT folks, right? Um, not that those folks are perfect, right? They have their own uh, pluses and minuses, but I would, I would assume in general that the population is not the kind of people who uh, on the weekends read about technology uh, for technology's sake. So if you could wave a magic wand and make all of the Averitt employees know one thing that they maybe don't know right now about technology, what would that be? <laughs> oh, it'd definitely be uh, uh, anything educational on uh, cybersecurity. Uh, you know, for their personal life and the company. Uh, you know, we, we of course train and train and train, but people get tricked daily. And, yeah. You know that doesn't sound exciting to to train them on cyber, but but all of our associates need to know. Uh, you hear horror stories every day, um, but uh, you know a little little more exciting. I'd I'd like them to know the the efforts that we're making to make their lives easier. Uh, what whatever position they're in, whether they're a doc associate or a driving associate, a, a sales person. 
I'd like them to know that, that we're constantly trying to make their lives easier with, with systems, equipment, speeds, uh, training, all of those pieces. Um, because that is, that is our, you're right, we are a, a transportation company, we're not a technology company, and the only time people really care about the, the technology that we provide is when it's not working. Um, and I'd really like them. That's to, fairly universal, too, uh, just so you know. Right. And I'd really like them to know the effort uh, that we, we make for them uh, because we're not there without the driver and we're not there without the, the dock work. So, so, so let me push on that a little. What do you do to try to get them to know that now? The, I gave you the magic wand. Obviously, I don't actually have that. So what do you do today? Do you try, how do you try to communicate that? effort and that that work you're putting in to make to use technology to make their lives easier well one of, one of the good things about Averett again and, it, and it's not an Averett commercial necessarily but you know our culture is uh, is is our secret sauce we, you know we're we're all uh, in management we're all extremely close it's it's like a family even though it's a very large company <clears throat> we've got 30 um, 30 people that are really on the management team that are extremely close. <clears throat> and that group stays tight, and the information flows freely. We, we meet on Mondays and Tuesdays of every week, and that information flows. I, I'm, you know, I've got a seat at that management table, and <clears throat> we flow to our, our <clears throat> VPs of sales, our VPs of operations, all of our corporate v VPs. You know, the information moves to and from. So their needs come to us uh, weekly, and our results go to them weekly. Okay. Well, that, that follow-up to that a little bit, you know, as you think about that management group and, and maybe the board as well, so kind of at the senior level, something I hear a lot in talking with our, our customers is a struggle sometimes from the technology side to communicate with senior leadership and, and help them, you know, how do you help them make sure that they feel good about the state of technology, whether that's both the positive and the negative. So what are some strategies that you guys have employed to communicate to that group specifically? You mentioned kind of a cadence, but what are some of the, or do you use certain metrics? Do you use certain approaches to communicate with that group? Not, not really. Um, once again, it's, it's a, it's a weekly conversation um, about all topics, but then also, I have an audience uh, with almost every purchase that's made uh, at the executive level, and it's it's not necessarily to get approval for the purchase, but it but it is, and it's more or less a way to explain the technology that we are purchasing, and what it's doing for uh, for the company, for the individuals, and how it's affecting them and the efficiencies it brings and the return on investment so every other week we have we have a, a, a meeting that includes all these purchases all the changes all the implementations and that's where I can get the information across to uh, the executive level anything on any any kinds of things you've tried that haven't worked in that front that you've you know you thought was was a creative way to communicate a uh, you know, either a set of information or, or a, a set of measurements that didn't work? No, uh, it, it is, this has been in place almost 20 years, uh, and, and it's been a str extremely effective. Now, we've bought some things that didn't work. 
<laughs> really? And, and I can't imagine And that. we've tried to implement some things that didn't work. Uh, Never but, heard that. But the communication <clears throat> is wide open. Yeah. And it's, it's it, actually, that's, that's the easy part uh, of my job uh, at Averett. You know, our, our ownership is, is right there involved in every one of those meetings. And, and you know, if he doesn't understand, he asks the questions, and, 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 and I explain it. And, you know, so all the way from our owners, uh, chief operating officer, president, CFO, that's a, that's a group that, that's in these discussions. And we try to make it as clear as possible. That's a great cadence and a, and a great best practice, no matter how small or how big you are. I think that uh, what we see a lot of times is customers just, or businesses get away from that. And you get so big and everybody starts, you know, working, functioning in their silos and the communication dies. And, the, you know, to me, when the communication dies is when things become problematic. Right. So I've seen it there, like done the right way for a long time. Right. And, you know, it it goes all the way from purchasing memory for an i-series to maintenance on routers uh, you know those discussions take place yeah. um, you know all the way to new systems crms you know salesforce automation yeah. those those type pieces now one thing that we don't discuss uh, as as much but it's it's discussed with uh, different individuals is some of the development uh, you know, we don't discuss every every sprint that that goes on th those type things. But the at the high level, the major apps we do we do discuss in our Monday and Tuesday meetings. Um, we've we've kind of focused a lot on Averett, kind of looking internal. So let's let's turn the lens outward a little bit mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about the industry. This is a, a podcast about the industry. Right. So, um, you know, you've been you've been in this game a while, um, and and so I have to believe there are a number of things about the industry that that bug you uh, or that have frustrated you over the years so I know you're a positive guy so rather than starting <laughs> with negative let's let's go positive first and we'll work backwards there <laughs> what's something about the industry as a whole that you feel like it does really well well the industry's creative uh, you know if you have a problem you know somebody's gonna somebody's gonna solve it uh, so it's it's a very creative industry uh, the technology continues to grow, and that's what everybody's looking for. Everybody's looking for th that next best thing that's going to give you that competitive advantage. Uh, you know, there's a whole lot of people that like to be on the bleeding edge, and um, that's okay. You know, we like to be out there. We like to be on the leading edge, um, but we definitely don't want to be left behind uh, because, uh, you know, it does give you a competitive advantage. So... The creativity uh, of the industry, the, the the new technologies as you need them, the willingness to help. Um, you, you can always find somebody that wants to help. Now, get you get to the negative real quick, uh, you know, with some of that. But um, you you always have someone that that will be there to help you. Yeah. So that does get us to the flip side. What are some <laughs> of the negative things? Some of the things that frustrate you. Well. Once again, uh, you, you can always go ask someone if they can do something for you, and most people never say no, you know, and they may have no clue what they're getting in the middle of. And one of the one of the things that, that I guess is a serious irritation is is somebody telling me that they can help me, and they don't even know our industry, much less Avery, and. 
unless you know Averett and the industry, you're not going to do a good job of helping me in whatever area that I'm asking for help. And most people aren't honest enough to tell you that that's not in their wheelhouse. Um, you know, they it's it's so competitive out there. Everyone is is after the small amount of business that, that's there, and they're just not going to be real honest with you. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, and and I get that. You know, we've having been uh, in a sales role before, right? It's it's hard to say no. Uh, even if it's not necessarily something you're real good at, right? And I think that's probably a challenge. It transcends technology, but, you know, technology creates an opportunity to, you know, a little bit of a Ginsu knife or a, a Swiss Army knife where you feel like you can apply it to just about anything. And and while that's true in the big bigger picture, it's not necessarily true uh, in the specific, which is where you live, right? You deal with specific problems. Um, what's... What's some advice? Let's kind of again. You've been in the game a while. Thinking about somebody coming up who's who's young and new in the in the industry. What's what's some advice you would give to someone who's fairly new in the industry, particularly if they want to try to grow into a leadership role over time, not just hey, learn how to code or something like that. Well, uh, you know, sort of how we build our group and how how we've done it for a long, long time. Even even before I was uh, in a in a leadership role. You know, we we look for a specific type of person. Um, you know, we look, we don't, uh, well, when I was interviewed, uh, nobody asked me my GPA. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and, 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 you know, we're not, we're not saying that we're, we're not looking for intelligent people. Um, but we want people that know a, know a team sport. Uh, you know, we look for people that have have been in a band, uh, have has been a cheerleader, has been on a on a team, somebody that knows how to work well with others, uh, someone that knows what it feels like to lose, um, and and doesn't like it. You know, we we want people to to fight to win. We want people that that have that work ethic to win. So, you know. You can you can teach people the things you need need them to know, but for somebody young, I, I would I would just recommend to get in, work hard, figure out the business, be a business person along with a technologist at the same time. You have to understand the business in most roles before you can be successful in technology. So, I would I would recommend uh, the first thing is learn the business, work hard. Uh, always be available, always be be there to listen, uh, and of course, you know the old the old saying, you know, two ears and one mouth. Uh, you know, do a whole lot more listening than than talking. Uh, I've got a little problem with that, but uh, <laughs> maybe I didn't when I was younger. But uh, th those are the things that 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 we like to see. Those are the things that have made our department uh, very and, and company uh, very successful. I'd, I'd say that that's, you know, bass backwards in what we see generally out there and something we've enjoyed uh, with you from for, for as long back as we can remember because it is about <clears throat> people get lost. IT is about technology to, to many versus it being something that helps, you know, solve a business problem right. or accomplish a business goal. 
And that's why I think you do so many different things inside the organization because it is that business mindset that sees technology as a tool to to the outcome. Right. And, you know, we, I mean, that's part of what this is about. I mean, we, we spend a lot of time talking to people about technology for the sake of technology, not for the sake of accomplishing a business goal or objective. Right. And, and you know, we we hire our people and, and train our people and want them to come up with a lot of hats. You know, we want a lot of these folks to do a lot of different things. And and that's that's sort of that's sort of how you guys, you know, augment our staffing. You know, we we don't want to go hire this specific engineer that has a specific talent that we need once a month. Right. You know, that that's where partners like you guys come in. We want to hire someone that's going to that's going to be broad. Uh, and handle a lot of different things. Uh, may not be a specialist at anything, but can be very adequate in multiple things. Yeah. One thing I know about your role that I think is interesting, I'd like for the listeners to know about, is you don't just oversee the IT department, but you also have customer service, if Correct. I understand correctly. Correct, I do. I do. And, uh, and you that... may be the only person in America who has those two <laughs> things, so I figured we ought to talk about that. It is a little procurement to it, 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 negotiation, <laughs> right? There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of different hats uh, that that I've worn in the past, but uh, you know, it it fits within our organization, and the reason it fits is because the leadership in customer service uh, is a whole lot smarter than I am. Uh, they they are professionals. They've they've built our internal uh, call center. They. Uh, you know, the technology is provided by our technology team. So I'm very familiar with the technology they use, and I'm very familiar with, with their training and, and, and the people. But it takes the leadership to pass the, the culture along, and they do a wonderful job. Um, it, it's one of those things that I speak with our leadership, maybe not daily, but, but several times a week, and they don't need me for a whole lot. And so that, that, that helps it work really well. And, you know, knowing their technology and knowing what they go through and knowing the amount of business that comes through the call center uh, gives me an advantage on providing solutions to them. And it also uh, gives our customers an advantage when they need data and they need input and they need solutions. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just an interesting. It's an interesting it combination. It is. It is. And uh, but but once again, it you know the relationship that was created before I had the responsibility was there in building the technology a couple different times. Um, so those relationships were put in place, and so when the opportunity was there, it wasn't a horrible fit. You know, people might have scratched their heads, but. But I don't think our customer service group has missed a beat since. And that, once again, that goes to the efforts of the leadership and the associates, not my efforts. All right, well, let's jump to that lightning round okay. and, we'll, and we'll close it out. So these are, <laughs> these are really straightforward and simple, so just give me, give me your response as soon as you get them. So, okay. The lightning round. <laughs> I like it. So start off with an easy one. Mac or PC? PC. 
I already knew the answer to that one. I'm, uh, I'm still waiting to get someone from AS this seat who does <laughs> say Mac besides me. You're talking about an AS for i series. <laughs> uh, iPhone or Android? Android. Mountains or beach? Beach. Football or baseball? Now be careful here. Baseball, definitely. Physical book, Kindle, or book on tape? Physical book. New car or used car? Yes. Buy or lease? Buy. Vols or Titans? Vols. All right, that's all I've got. I wanted to keep it simple. Uh, I figured I'd get you on the football or baseball. You were quick. I, I, I thought I knew the answer. I knew well, I'm sitting here thinking not what I'd rather watch, but what I'd rather play. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Well, you got two guys here that both yeah. feel the same way, despite <laughs> loving football. So. Right. For right. sure. Right. All right, well, we'll wrap right there and let Tim get back to work. Tim, it's been a real pleasure. We really appreciate you coming down and spending some time with us here on Cut the Shit. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back in two weeks with an interview with a current CTO to talk about his current role and some of the challenges and frustrations he has in working hand-in-hand with IT at his fast-growing company. If you're enjoying this podcast, we'd be most grateful if you would share it with others who you think might be interested in hearing an irreverent take on the arcane world of IT. You can find links to this podcast on our website at plow.net, on our YouTube and Instagram feeds, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, LinkedIn, and probably a bunch of other places too. Or as my kids like to say, just Google that shit. You'll find it for sure. Take care and have a great day.